Hello, and welcome back to Gaming Fix, episode 52. That's a, that's a calendar year worth of episodes. Uh, today, it is January 13th or 12th, 2019, depending on which part of the world you are in. Uh, I am your host, Andre Cole, back from my world traveling, not really world traveling, just Pacific traveling adventures. And uh, I am joined today by Alex Galinas. Hey, I also split from Activision. Allison Saigon. Uh, now I'm going to join up with Activision and take over the world. Oh, good. Uh, you know, one door closes, another window enters. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. how that phrase I'm goes. One door closes, a new challenger enters. And now uh, I'm still not convinced that this isn't an act. Uh, his his whole voice, uh, Sam. Uh, oh, God, what's your last name? I forget. It's early. <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> Sam Harrison. Uh, in the split, I actually got Destiny. So uh, Alex has split for Activision, but I got his Destiny. Dang. So wow. is Destiny 2 going to Is it like, a, is it joint custody? Do, do they get it on weekends? That's my question. No, I get the whole thing. That's it. Because I'm curious. Does Destiny 2 stay on Battle.net forever? Yes, yes. Okay. And yeah, Destiny 3 so. is on Epic Launcher, probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. I would be shocked if they do not make their own launcher because that is like such well, so, a okay. game. Well, uh, launcher, launcher aside, it's which are they on another store? Like what store are they on? Because they're not going to be their own store. It's not going to be the Bungie store, the Destiny store. That's not going to exist. It's They're going to be on the Epic launcher and maybe that'll like open a launcher, which is annoying. But like... Yeah, it's it's uh, where do they where do they put the game for availability? My assumption is that a they probably don't do a PC version because they paid for someone to port that, and they probably won't have that extra money next time around. And the that was real the big player base is on console. I think they so. So will. many. It sounds like so many people, at least the people who could, switched. Well, it's because they gave it away for free, so they got a ton of user base on there. But even before that, yeah, yeah, for console, they got a huge user base because they gave it away free. They, but also they, on PC. They, humble, yeah, hum, they did Humble and stuff like that. But like, it seems like the PC version was very successful for them. Yeah, I'd be super surprised if they didn't do PC. Yeah. I, uh, I'm surprised that the first one never came eventually, but... Yeah they were you know working on destiny 2 by that point but it that mm, that seems misguided if they don't but we'll see i don't know i agree that you know that's more resources they have to push towards that but if another publisher was to pick them up who would you want square enix oh god no <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean they're staying independent Oh, no, they've said that yeah but they've like got the money but like if, if they were who would you be interested in double fine <laughs> devolver dude devolver destiny that'd be fucking so good yeah. uh no yeah uh i imagine they at least make a go of it uh i i don't yeah like, i don't think that's one 
yeah, Microsoft obviously isn't going to pick them up mm-hmm. as much as they might want to. Uh, but I don't know that I, I think they'll at least try um, to make a go of it themselves. They'll probably do a publishing deal with someone. Uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe Warner or Deep Silver no, or not Deep Silver. Fucking, they're going to do THQ Nordic. THQ Nordic's not going to publish Destiny 3. I bet they'd try. Uh, yeah, I don't like Warner seems like the one that would be like, that would be up to do that. And it's like the right size. What about, but like, also, they add the money and they'll say, pardon me, sorry, I've been up very early. Um, uh, I think they'll keep, I think obviously they'll stay independent. I don't think they have any need. I also don't think we'll see a Destiny 3 now. I think that they will do Forsaken style content drops every year instead of hitting these big retail releases. I mean, we might see Destiny 3 next gen. That, that's, yeah, I think like by, cause we're, yeah, we're getting close to that point. There's, unless they're going to straddle gens like they did with Destiny 1, which yeah. I mean, it worked for them. Like the Destiny 1 on PS3 and 360 was very good. It was basically the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it Drew wasn't, played that, didn't he, on Giant Bomb? Yep. Yeah, like it, it looked incredible for, uh, you know, for being on those old consoles. I was, this Bungie's on some black magic with their, uh, it's a great looking game. Yeah. But yeah, I would kind of say both Andre and Sam are correct. I bet they will stay independent, but they will also probably get some kind of publishing deal. Yeah. <laughs> like I think publishing sure. on your, on your own is so, especially like on console. If, yeah. especially if they're only going to do console, I think they need someone to help with the cost and get all that stuff. Cause like Bungie's yeah. never self-published a or hasn't self-published a game since like the nineties. Yeah. Was only, was that self-published? I don't know. I don't uh, remember. Like I, before, I don't know anything about Bungie before Halo. Basically I watched, I think I watched a G4 documentary on them. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so there's one of the news things out of the way. <laughs> uh, any other news we want to talk about? Uh, nothing to say about randy pitchford and his weird sex god. stuff yeah, let's see oh god i was uh let's yikes see. is all i have to say about that i yeah, I, I think we said on this podcast probably around like february or march of last year how is gearbox still in business uh, i present you this question, question. i present you this question again borderlands too. yeah it's yeah. that borderlands money i guess i'm like yo i I want Borderlands 3, but can't Randy Pitchford go away? Yeah. I've That'd never enjoyed a Gearbox game. That's that's impressive to me because like Borderlands seems so up your alley. Don't like it. Don't know yeah. why. Never is, liked it. Is, is it because I mean, of I, Tiny Tina? Do you know what I do like? Borderlands, the Telltale game. Never Rip tried Telltale. So it's not like the it's comedy. It's the best Telltale game. It's really funny. Interesting. It, so it's not. Yeah, I, I've not played the Telltale game, but I assume it's at least similar comedy. Maybe not. Maybe it's better written because, like, it was so, really like, Borderlands Two is like I, you know I don't hate it like some people, but I will admit that it's a little a little grating at times with the memes. Yeah, I I, I think that it's just the. Like I, I played a lot of Borderlands and Border Borderlands too. I think the thing that really got me into it was the whole 
loot game, the gameplay loop of like, there are all these weapons and I have yeah. to sit and there's, organize all my weapons. There's a lot of loot. And, you know, it, it, that's why I'm surprised Sam doesn't like it. I've got 134 hours in Borderlands 2. Yeah, it's like Diablo plus Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But with kind of crappy comedy. Uh, you know, that's that's your opinion, man. But um, yeah, so that actually brings me to one of the games I've played. Go for it. Borderlands, Borderlands 2 VR. Really? Yeah. Oh, how's that? Cool. What the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> is that good or bad? It's not as sucks, dude. I don't. Like, okay, so I've only played up through the, oh, the initial, like, the very first, like, boss encounter if uh if you've not played borderlands 2 or it's been a while since you've played the very first kind of thing they direct you to do is um a bully mong which is kind of like the snow gorilla with like four arms a big one steals claptrap's eye and runs away and you are tasked with retrieving said eye so i uh i did that that's you know that's like maybe 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay where like from picking a character to completing that fight. It's real fucking weird. Like, so you use the move controllers and you point the left one, or you can switch it to your right if you're left-handed, but you point the left one and use like the center button on the move controller to teleport. No, no, that's wrong. Use like the X or triangle button to teleport. And you hold, you point and hold the center button to walk. Hmm. So you can kind of point it wherever, and then you'll walk in that direction. But you can still look like ahead of you, but you can walk to the left. That's that sounds like an old adventure game. <laughs> Click here, hold, walk. <laughs> Maybe yeah, like, but you know you're so like you've got two hands, but you can only really use one of them yeah. because the whole time you're yeah i don't know that's so that's like the movement is kind of weird like i mostly just teleport but since it's playstation vr like if you can't really turn around because then the camera loses the move controllers which is unfortunate so you const and so you've got like a quick turn on like the other move controller so you hit like circle or x and then you'll turn like 90 degrees, not 90 degrees, it'll turn like 45 degrees or something in that direction, like to the right or the left. And so you have to like, the movement is very hard to deal with because there's enemies all around you, especially in that first fight, because they're all getting up close to you. And so like, no matter where you teleport, by the time, like you teleport, but then you're facing the wrong way. And by the time you turn around, they're back in your face. It's interesting. So yeah, I'm, it might be okay on like the like if you had like a better setup like you had like an oculus or like a vive with like four cameras and then like your wire above you like then you could walk around you could turn around like 360 degrees that might be an okay way to play uh, but yeah like, I, I'll, I'll put in some more time because like i said i only played like 10 minutes maybe it, i just need to get used to it I'll look up some like tips from people who've played it, but it's it's rough. Interesting, because I mean, one of the big parts of Borderlands is circle strafing. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like you could circle strafe with this 
configuration you, you could like like if uh like using the remote you could just you know you walk to the side and you kind of point it around and like i don't know if it changes based on where you're looking so like if i'm so like if i point it to my left i'm going to go left but if i turn my head i don't know if that's going to change my trajectory in the game interesting because it weird. changes the yeah it's it's an it, you know people are still figuring out movement in vr which hey that's fair but also with borderlands 2 it's such a fast-paced game that and there's so many enemies and so much going on that it gets a little much so yeah i don't know we'll see uh it's just it's like the full game but it's not as a dlc and no tiny tina's dungeons and dragons oh wasn't that, I, I wasn't that, that well received? I liked it. I mean, people didn't like don't like Tiny Tina, but like it's I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't have much of a problem with Tiny Tina personally, but you know, I haven't played that game in a couple of years now. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the things I've been playing. Anything else? People have been. Anyone want to share anything? Any games? Sure. I mean, I got stuff. Well, wait, sure. games? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we've got other stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, we can we can do other stuff. Do you want to talk about games that have been done quick? Yeah, we, Maybe. Oh, yeah. Better. Yeah, we can we can take this anyway. It's like jazz, baby. It's free form. It's all about the the stuff you don't talk about. Damn. So That's yeah, I, 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 jump jump in here with the topic. I don't I don't care. Allison, twenty nineteen, no rules. Allison, what have uh, your what have your top three runs been for GDQ so oh far? Oh God. Okay, so uh, Alex and I have both been watching a lot of Awesome Games Done Quick, which is the annual speedrunning marathon, which goes on for a week. And it's very good. Um, gosh, I, there's been a lot of really good runs this year, so it's hard to say what the, like the best ones are. But I feel like the one-two punch of um, Cuphead and then Celeste mm-hmm. was just kind of extraordinary yep, because yep, it was yep. both two really fantastic runners showing off um, some really great uh, skill in the game. And so it, those were just generally fun to watch from start to finish. Because uh, a lot of the times I have uh, AGDQ up as like background noise, but those were like, I have to have my full attention on the screen because it was, it was kind of incredible <laughs> for some of those. Um, and I, thinking about it, the weird one that I didn't expect to be one of my top ones, but I keep thinking about is the uh, Mega Man X race. Oh yeah, that which, was cool. had, which was a race of yeah, it was a, it was a relay of, race, like, wasn't it? Three team. Yeah, yeah, it was a relay race. Okay. So it was Mega Man X, uh, X two, X three, and it was a relay race. But the thing that was kind of incredible is that for a lot large portion of it two of the teams were extremely neck and neck to the mm-hmm. point where it was like, there were several times where even kind of later in the run, they'd be like basically just a few frames apart. And so it was, it was genuinely like really exciting to see what would happen with that. Um, like I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Mega Man at all. And it was still like really, really, really fun to watch. Um, but I do like those relay races a lot. Uh, how about you? Do you have any particular other ones that you liked? Yeah, I would totally agree with you on Cuphead and Celeste. That one-two punch was insane. Like the Mexican runner running Cuphead was fantastic. And 
Yeah, he's he's always one of my favorites to show up at, at a GDQ because he's he did Cuphead last year and he's done Battletoads a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's. Oh yeah. At one point he did uh, the uh, Turbo Tunnel and Battletoads blindfolded, and mm-hmm. so that was. He's just like one of those people where you're just like, how are you this good at video games? <laughs> I mean, okay, but. I'm not to take away from that, but also that's just like memorization. Yeah. But like, that's it's also, it's also sure. listening to sound cues and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have seen Which some things or yeah. Yeah. It's but, yeah. I don't know. Like some of that stuff from my, I mean, yeah, it's impressive, but also there's like anyone could technically do that. Uh, anyone could probably technically do any of these things, but like some things are easier than they seem, which I think is one of the impressive things about GDQ. Oh, for sure. They make, you know, they do very difficult things, but really what they do, they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's actually pretty easy. You just have to, you know, listen a little bit and, you know, play it a lot. Like there's dedication that goes into it. It's not like just, oh, yeah, I sat down and was just able to knock this out. But yeah, it's not every run is created equal. I think (laughs) one of my other favorite runs was definitely the Mohawk and Headphone Jack which was a game I oh, never yeah. even heard I haven't of. watched that yet, but that was, I watched, actually I watched about half of it, yeah. but I was, I have to go, but it was, that was a weird game. The last half of it makes it so much better because he talks about the history of the game and what went into it and stuff like that. And talk about how he actually talks, oh, cool. like, talks one-on-one with the creator about it. And the creator was like, yeah, everyone hated this game when it came out. Thank you for liking it. Cause the guy actually genuinely really likes it. And like, it's insane. Like it's a huge map that's being run on an SNES. Like, and then he shows like, yeah, you can pause it anytime and like zoom out on this map. And it's like massive. Like it's just ridiculous. So technically it's super impressive, even though it's awful to look yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. It's the most like absurd game ever, but yeah, yeah. no, that's, so that's good. another one of the things that I, I really like about uh, GDQs is when they do have that focus on, uh, more indie games or games that don't really have that same level of popularity or, or aren't as widely known or sometimes when they do like fan games or like Kaizo games or stuff, it's just like the thing that you, I really love is when you get that feeling that everybody who's right on the couch just like loves this game so much. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really kind of extraordinary. Like watching the Celeste run in particular, you got the, the feeling that everybody there is just like, this game is great. It was so like thrilled to be doing it, which was really nice. Yeah. And it should be noted. I don't think we mentioned that this is a completely 100% charity event. Like, yes. Uh, in years past, yeah. they've run for like taking donations for medicine or sorry, uh, medicine, the doctors without borders. And this uh, year it's for the prevent cancer foundation. So. Yes. Uh, those seem to be their kind of to go to is usually summer is Medicine Sans Frontier and uh, yeah. then GDQ, AGDQ is Prevent Cancer. I don't yeah. know. I think that sounds right. But yeah, if, they, if yeah. you watch their stuff, it's but, usually those two. Yeah. And right now it looks like the donation count is not quite, but almost uh, $1.6 million, which is, yeah, which is pretty great. on par with what they do. So yeah. and which, at the end, they, usually, they usually tally up um, Good amount of money. They, they tally up subscriptions and stuff from Twitch and mm. stuff. Don't they? Cool. Um, I, th- 
I don't know if they do it then or now, but there's other, but there's always like a big push near the end of, of it for things. So I wouldn't be surprised if it got close to 2 million with, they, didn't uh, they break to two million? They broke 2 million for awesome games or summer games done quick. Yeah, didn't like they 2.1, but I think that was after they factored in Twitch. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like at the end they were like, yeah, we got over 2 million, which, Hey, that's, that's great. Fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go yeah. to one of those someday, but okay. also yeah. they're, you know, nowhere near me and <laughs> yeah. a life to live. Uh, it's in Maryland. That's when these games done quick. Let's get it started. Yeah. This is this is in Maryland, right? The current one? I think it changes yes. every and, year. Well, if, I don't think it does because like for the past couple of years, the SGDQ has been in Minnesota. Uh, so I, think I, I actually venue, went to one. Yeah, maybe it was the venue has changed a few times, and I th- yeah. yeah, the venue has changed, but but yeah, I, I actually went to Summer Games and Quick uh, about uh, summer 2016, or I think that's right. Cool. But it was it was it was really it was really enjoyable. I really had a blast yeah. just because it was the, the energy in the room was really was really fun yeah and the audience can be one of the best parts of the those events mm-hmm. sometimes they're a little Ooh, annoying banana <laughs> sometimes it can be the worst though so i, yeah. I agree but, but there are definitely fun times where like the audience is all really uh on board with what's going on like especially for some of those harder games like i feel like everybody gets just really into it which is mm-hmm. yeah which is fun. uh so uh, the, uh, yes yes oh the other one that i thought was really interesting was the uh surprise of the last the other one talking about this is octopath traveler run mm-hmm. <laughs> because that that managed to I, because uh one of the things that i i think is really interesting is like a lot of speed runs kind of said, tend to do very similar you know kind of platform heavy games or, or things like that whereas there are a lot of people who like to run rpgs but those can either be super glitch heavy or they can take nine hours like the final <laughs> fantasy nine speedrun that yeah. they did yeah which was uh, the longest speed run that agdq has ever uh, had so um but i i don't particularly like those but it, i i thought that was interesting because they only just did uh, Tressa's route, so just finished her story, mm-hmm. and uh, that that took about an hour in speed running in terms of just figuring stuff out. So I, th- I thought that was a that was good wow. fun one. To that's enjoy. that's Im- that's impressive. Uh, that's neat. Yeah, uh, it, 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 that's one of the things that I think is is cool about it. Is like, yeah, everyone could do it, but some of the routing that they figure out is really impressive, yeah. especially for things like that where they're like okay, we're, we're going to do this for Tressa. So like, what's the best characters to pick up quickly? Mm-hmm. How do we best optimize stuff? So there's a lot of, yeah. How do we make this play. combat work for us? Cause there's I mean, a lot of options there. I love when they break yeah. into the code and like they look for the way the systems are working and ways they can exploit it or like break it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With yeah. older games or like uh, that are, you know, dumped and stuff where they can emulate them and see what's happening. Or even like doom 2016, like when they oh, figured yeah. out they could do like the super ridiculously long jumps across the entire world and clip through the ceilings and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I need to watch the doom speed run, but, it's um, really good. So I think maybe you were talking about it before I was able to join the uh, 
the call, but what are some runs you'd like to see? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, there's been a lot of runs in general, so they might have run some of the ones I'd like to see already. I just don't know. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying but to think. This could be any any game that you would like to see speed run. God. That's a good a dump in the dark. Luminese. How did that work? They they ran Puyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, yeah, they did like the bonus levels. Like I, I think you do like a race in Luminese. Well, it's to music though. Does that would it work? Uh, I guess it wouldn't. I don't know how. I don't know how those games. I've not. I've played it like on my phone a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know how that would work. Civilization. <laughs> <laughs> high speed like high speed uh turns yeah. just like ha- basically have a whole game planned out in your head and just go yeah no um, that's I, I bet you anything that there are speed runs of that but they've probably not made it just yeah. you, but i don't know what that would be for me um i just like i i love awful block so <laughs> yeah, it would be too. very fun if if uh there's a, this is very specific, but there is a Game Boy Advance game of Star Wars Episode Two that is just awful, mm-hmm. and I would enjoy seeing people oh, break it. Speaking of Game Boy Advance games, I'd love to see like the Dragon Ball Z Game Boy Advance games run. I think that would be really cool because uh, I love those games, and they're like they're RPGs. But I bet there's like really weird ways you can break them. I think I got one. I'd like to see a no a no hit run of just shapes and beats. Yeah. That'd be cool. Cause that's pure memorization at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really do like those, uh, runs where they do something different like that too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That'd be my that's, pick. That's How about you, Andre? Uh, I'm thinking about, uh, I thought I just said something. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I'd like to see something with below. Uh, I need to get back to below myself, but um, my understanding is, I don't know. There are some things about that game uh, that are you are made clear later on that are the, present from the beginning, and so I would be fascinated to see what like a a speed run of that would look like. Technically, sorry, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, technically, could someone not set Tetris effect to expert and just run through it really quick just by being like, bam, 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 clearing all those lines really fast? Well, well, yeah, you could. Um, I think that with the time or with like the way like the speed and stuff changes, Mm -hmm. it like, it's like, I think there's like a minimum amount of time it would kind of take. But any game has a minimum amount of time. I, you could. There's no reason you couldn't. Sorry, Allison, you were about to say, though. Oh, sorry. Uh, the one thing that I, I remember uh, enjoying, you know, like I thought was really enjoyable, was uh, a while ago at one of the GDQ events, I saw a speed run of Animal Crossing. Uh, and because I just <laughs> like those weird arguments. Wait, did yeah. they have to like reset the clock and stuff? I don't remember. It was like they, 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 well, they just, it was how you could uh, pay off all your debts really quickly. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh, but, I, yeah, but, uh, that's neat. So something like that for Stardew Valley is what I, is what I like to see. Just like hmm. when they make up like arbitrary categories of like how fast you can do something. Like any percent uh, run of that. <laughs> I've, yeah. 
I've got a new answer. All right. It's kind of it's it's multiple games, but the notary games. Oh. Or, oh yay. Or oh. Danganronpa. I feel like at some point, aren't those just how fast you can tap through the dialogue? Yes, 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 they are. <laughs> <laughs> but you just hold the right trigger, and it just mega speeds through. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think like the notary games. I, like you know, there's the puzzles and stuff you have to get through, and so like you know, seeing someone solve those pretty quick would be silly, just because sometimes they're real frustrating. But yeah, like I think they're the same every time, so it doesn't. It wouldn't be like an issue, right? Like the the codes never change. Yeah, and then yeah, it'd just be you know the trials going very fast and stuff in Danganronpa. Be uh, silly, and but, then they yeah. would get stuck on that driving mini game. Yep, yeah, and then you'd have to wait and <laughs> read some donations, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know. GDQ is a great event, I think. Yeah, I, uh, when we were talking about it in our chat, I kind of compared it to the Olympics, where I don't watch speedrunning all the time, I don't watch speedrunning streams, yeah. but it's just really nice for a week to watch the yeah. people who are the best at it yeah. get together and show off what they've been working on. I totally yeah, agree. It, I find it weird because. I just don't watch speedruns at all, except for GDQ. Yeah, uh, I, I really love watching GDQ, but I don't, I'm not really that interested in speedrunning outside of it. It's just, it's just a really fun event to watch. Agreed. After summer games done quick, I ended up getting into like, you know, some specific speedruns. Like I watched some final fantasy speedruns, like of like eight. And, uh, let's see. I watched eight. I got into like Resident Evil speedruns uh, of, you know, I think I watched one for like every game except six because fuck. <laughs> like, I don't hate six, but Jesus Christ. Uh, that's too long. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have a theory that the best uh, like watchability for uh, speedrun time is about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Where you can kind of get into it, but you at the same time, it's like it doesn't outstay its welcome. Yeah, that's I think that's fair. Uh, well, Whereas then you have the nine hour speed run of Final Fantasy IX, and I'm just like, no, thank you. I wonder, I when you go to sleep and you wake up and it's still going, that's actually yeah. exactly what happened. <laughs> How about Xenoblade? That next I imagine yeah. Xenoblade would suck. Oh god! Oh god! Or Persona. Yeah, I'm just looking all these up on, on speedrun. Like, yeah, like Persona. Time. Like you talk about the like, you know, so much text and like Persona is incredibly text heavy. Like even more so than mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like Final Fantasy, there's a lot more gameplay and there's like stuff you're doing. And like in the speedrun, you know, you're kind of going through it quick. But Persona, it's you know very small areas to get. Like you know, you run thirty seconds to get to the next big conversation that you mm-hmm. can't really skip. But yeah, you be. can apparently uh, any percent Zeta, just the original Xenoblade Chronicles uh, looks like about three hours, That's three actually hours, three and a half hours. Pretty reasonable for that game. Yeah, especially because it's the, like one of the best JRPGs ever. Yeah. Get uh, three hours. <laughs> um, so speaking of JRPGs and Persona. Catherine came to PC. It did. Have you played it? Which no, oh. no. But Persona on PC, baby. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, that 
it might it might be the it might be the way I mean, it persona, might get persona on p if i get persona 4 on pc there's like persona 5r people have been talking about that because no one knows what it is persona 5 rumble a hundred jokers drop onto an island <laughs> drop drop into a castle <laughs> who can steal the heart yeah that's i just want uh, a heart racer but persona 5 rumble persona 5 racer Persona 5 Redemption. Persona 5 Rhythm. It's a Western. And it's oh, a drumming yeah. game. Hell yeah. That fucking Persona... F- God, those dancing all night games. Ah, <laughs> they make me so mad. Why? Because they're so bad. The Who piece? decided that it was an okay way to make a rhythm game? The music. It's amazing. It's the rhythm is terrible. It's the Hatsune Miku games, though. Isn't yeah, it? that's bad, too. I'm not here to say Hatsune Miku is a good game and Persona games are bad. Wow. Terrible ways to make a rhythm game. That's great. Absolutely trash. I think we just shut this, shut this podcast down as uh, Andre's just badmouthed the patron saint of gamers, Hatsune Miku. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's it's not her fault. If you think like, you know, <laughs> the traditional representation of the conscience in all gamers... There's like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker on one shoulder and Hatsune Miku on the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. But but the Joker is the angel in that case. Yeah, he's te- he's consistently saying "Rise up, all gamers." Uh, God, <laughs> you know what's a good rhythm game? <laughs> what Beat, Beat Saber? Yeah, do you want to jump into Beat Saber? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about Beat Saber because I'm the only one who's played video games. Apparently, <laughs> I've played a video game. Yeah, it's also game. it's also been multiple weeks since I've been on the podcast. This is this is true. I am. Yeah. I am yeah. still actively playing Beat Saber. Yeah, we rose up while you weren't here. Shit got oh. real. Okay, I'm glad. I was I was worried that I was this this dough I had left would not rise. That's the last time I'm going to make that joke. Please, everybody, stop me from doing it again. Don't okay, <laughs> we'll do. Can can we kick Sam from the call? Yes. Okay, but you no. can. I can. <laughs> but so yo, was, this, uh, yeah, was, this your, was it your first time with Beat Saber? Uh, yes, this was my, my first. Uh, so for Christmas, I got the. Uh, the Borderlands 2 Beat Saber VR bundle. I asked for the Moss Astrobot one because like it was cheaper and also those are two games that I like. I was like, okay, everyone's talking about these games. But then my mom got me the move bundle because she's like, well, I thought you'd want the controllers. I don't think you I, I don't think you'd like the Beat Saber. But I was like, oh no, I heard it's good. But uh so and that turns out to be the game in that bundle that I actually like. Hmm. Uh it's I think Erica talked about it. You've got Oh yeah, last year. So yeah, you use whatever it's on PC too. So you use whatever move, motion controller you have. Uh so the move controllers for PSVR and you've got blocks coming at you with arrows on like the sides of the blocks and you are supposed to hit the arrow with the wand that matches the color. So it's pretty simple to start out. You're just like, "Yep, okay. I just like swing in my arms." up and down, left and right. But what they don't tell you, as far as I know, is uh, the more you, like the wider arc you have on your swing, the more points you get. Hmm. So like, I think you need, like if you go from like a 90 degree angle and then 
like follow through like another 30 or 60 degrees on your swing, you'll get like 110 points. Like that's like the max points you can get on each, um, each, uh, block. Uh, and then, so I've mostly played on normal, but I don't really care for the music in the game. Like, you know, it's fine. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just not my style, but they did put in the league of legends, K-pop song. Oh, I love that song. So I play that song like 90% of the time. Uh, And I, I, maybe I beat it on hard. I was trying to, there's like, so like when you play it on hard or like expert, even you'll get to points where you can't read the blocks anymore because they're too close together. And so, but like the way they set it up is they want like, you know, they want you to do natural motions. They're not trying to like trick you or like do impossible things. So the part that always trips me up is it'll be like, okay, lift your left arm up and swing your right arm down and then go in, invert that like a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So you're swinging up and down uh, back and forth for, you know, a while. But the tricky part is, is when you start on the wrong side. So like, if it's like, you're supposed to swing left down, but you swing left up and you swing uh, right down, but you're supposed to go up and then you're off rhythm. And then like trying to correct that is just so awkward. And then I'm like, oh, and like by then, like 30 or, you know, 10 things have flown by you and then you failed out. You're like, shit. Uh, how, but does it, how does it let you know if you're starting to enter a fail state? Like, does it do the strawberry uh, jam around you've the got, like, or? There's like a, like a energy bar kind of like at the bottom of like the note highway, for lack of a better the word, you know, like, of like the things coming at you. Uh, it can be obscured by the box, though. Um but like you're losing so quick at that point, like that, that doesn't really matter. Uh, but like, then like everything kind of just like the music, like kind of fades out and it's like, and like the blocks kind of start to disintegrate in front of you, which is a cool effect. Uh, it looks, it like looks really nice in VR. Uh, like a lot of games, it's like, you know, stuff's blurry. Um, but I don't really have that issue with beat saber just because of the way, you know, it's very simple. It's just like you're in kind of a void and there's stuff flying at you. And yeah, it's, it's neat. I'm still trying to figure out like the best way to position myself for like, cause like you've got the, the wire hanging from you and then like, I'm like, okay, I'm stepping on the wire or like it's getting in front of me and then it's catching on my arm. And yeah, so I don't want to, and I don't want to break my headset, but yeah so i think like standing with it because like it's just a stationary game so like with the wire like coming up like on the ground between my legs coming up behind me seems to work the best uh so yeah uh, and you know can work up a bit of a sweat in that game yeah with, like even nice. in my cold apartment so that's nice yeah do your cardio so, with beat yeah so i'm gonna come in third in the, in the beat saber games like new year, new me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Sam inspired me. So it's my fitness plan is Beat Saber. <laughs> uh, anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Yeah, man, I got stuff if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, I, I would love. Uh, it's very softly spoken of you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, man, I got stuff <laughs> if you'd like. Yeah, I've got some stuff if you'd like. But yeah, no, I've been no. kind of taking a breather from games, more or less, just because like there's not really anything coming out that I'm particularly interested in until about early February, uh, which is trials. 
But um, in terms of games I have played, I have been continuing with the Pixel Puzzle Collection, uh, a.k.a. Konami Picross. Yeah, I, I picked, I picked that up. Yeah, I love it. I'm up to the 15 by 15 and 20 by 20 boss levels, and I'm, they're they're great. Like you can I'm spend, no good at this game. <laughs> yeah, like I can you can spend like half an hour on one if you really logic it out. It's fun. So I don't know. Hmm. I like Picross. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've been watching stuff. AGDQ. Uh, but using that normal gaming time to do a bunch of other stuff. Um, halfway through a book, uh, finished another anime series, have and started listening to a really good podcast. So I can talk about two of those if you want. The book is good. It's about George Price. That's it. Uh, I can talk about it when it's over, maybe. And then the show I've been watching, or that I finished, rather, I actually watched it twice in one week because it's really good, uh, is an anime, of course, and it is called Laid Back Camp. Oh, so Jeff Grossman talked a lot about laid back camp. Did he actually? I didn't hear that. He, yeah, no, he, he mentions laid back camp. Uh, he, he doesn't talk about it a lot. He mentions it a lot. Oh, where mm. did he, where did he talk about it? I didn't hear uh, it on the he, podcast. He, uh, you know, my, his, all systems, Goku and professional Fridays. Uh, it's yeah. Okay. I, I haven't, I haven't listened did. to that, yeah. nor have I watched non-professional Fridays in a while. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it it's comes awesome. up once in a while. Okay. Yeah. It's excellent. I would, directly recommend it to allison <laughs> like no question it's it's just super wholesome and relaxing it's like it's just a really good show to chill out with and i don't know man it's like it's the watching equivalent of sitting down with a nice like mug of hot chocolate on a really cold day so that sounds good <laughs> yeah it's really excellent it's it's so now fun. i want hot chocolate yeah man are you trying to convince us to watch something that will eventually turn bad and be and be like extremely emotional and like maybe someone gets their like arms ripped off nope. like like other things you've tried to get us to watch <laughs> no i would say it's very not like that actually surprisingly, successfully got us to watch yeah <laughs> in retrospect if i if i, I would have chosen land of the lustrous instead for that reward for that watch but land of the lustrous yeah that's uh, i talked about that last week it's also really really good um but no this this show does not take that turn which i was actually talking with cheska about this it's so weird that my three favorite shows from last year uh were all comedies and like really cute slice of life <laughs> which is weird for me like this and a place further in the universe where and uh hina matsuri were all comedies and cute <laughs> with no <laughs> no dark murderous intent you know there's enough dark murderous intent in the real world yeah man uh, yeah you know you just Sometimes for the cute, cuddly, nice life stuff, you need to go into anime. Yeah, you just need to look at stuff that's like, we got no predispositions towards the political climate right now. We just want to go camping. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would I'm be real laid back about it. Yeah, man. Speaking, like, this is just a you know a, a quick aside. Go for it. Uh, nailed it on Netflix. I love cooking shows. Is that the one I, where they tr- oh, like, it's am- amateur bakers? So I I love cooking shows. Yeah. Like it's a problem. Like I will sit on the couch and watch Food Network all day long. Mm-hmm. Mainly, How like, can we have watched the Great British Bake Off and talk to me about it? Uh, I you know uh, maybe I'd like it. I've I've just never watched it. It's it's it's, it's really not on good, it's, it's not on it's not on Food Network. So it, it's it's Netflix. just like a blind spot Is for it on me. Netflix? It's yeah. on Netflix, I think. I, w- I will. I will give it a shot. I I am playing less games this year because my financial situation is fucked. 
so Relatable. anyway anyway uh it'll be okay but like for the first like six to nine months it's not great um anyway uh so i was watching nailed it um yeah like i I watch an episode here or there i'm on like episode six of the first season i watched like all the holiday episodes i watched i showed it to my family it was a good time before that what's the premise of nailed it yes nailed it is a show where amateur bakers or people who are not good at baking at all uh, are tasked with creating uh some decorative baked goods like cake pops that looked like that look like emojis or not cake pops that look but but that's kind of the thing like they make like here's a cake that looks like an emoji and then that's like the first round is like a basic like cake pop or a cake a cookie and it's decorated in some like you know fancy way but like someone it's not impossible it's just you know you need to have some artistic ability and know how to bake then in the second round they are tasked with creating some extravagant like theme cake like one episode there was a shark that was like coming out and like they had to like he was eating a surfer and they had to like make a surfer out of chocolate and stick it in the mouth you know and so they're having to like carve these cakes and like fondant over them and like paint them and they never look very good because these people don't know what they're doing and they always you know they make very they make mistakes like oh they didn't cool the cake so when they put the icing on it all like melted and then like the cake is sliding all over the place and just collapsing in on itself or like they didn't grease the pan right so like the cake just comes apart when they open it and there's a time just, limit so this just sounds like the great british bake-off no but it's but, like people who are bad <laughs> it's it's yeah, the it's very funny it's like yeah like uh, the Great British Bake Off sounds like people get very sad and these people are very like those people are skilled and you know it's like serious business whereas this is like you know people are there to like you know they're trying to like win $10,000 or whatever and you know they're there to have a good time they get made fun of by the judges but it's all in good fun no one I don't think anyone comes away hurt yeah the host is I, very I very lighthearted. Yes. Uh, it's so from the most recent episode of The Good Place Sam uh, the angel the post lady she yeah. is she is the host. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she is. Um, I was so anyway. excited to see her on The Good Place. I was like, it's Nicole. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this is a whole roundabout way. It was supposed to be a quick aside. Nailed it. Very good. <laughs> but episode six, I watched like the first uh, bit. I mean, the fir- like the first challenge was like, oh, they have to make uh, cookies that uh, with their own face on them. And so, like, cause they were like the, the, uh, the like show, like before the episode, they made these cookies and decorated with each of the contestants face. And then the contestant had to make the cookie with their own face. Mm-hmm. The second round they had to make the cake they had to make was Donald Trump. Yeah. I turned the episode off. I was just like, wow. no, I'm not. No. Yeah. It, it just, why, why you gotta do me like that? Nailed it. I'm ready to make bacon great again. Wow. There was no bacon. It was, was just, it was disappointing. Wow. What? I don't know if I saw, I, I thought I watched the show, but I don't remember that episode at all. Cause I remember like, I remember they had to make like space stuff. They had to make the planets and that, that was, was maybe was around the episode. Was it a different season? Maybe it might've like there's season two just came out. I think 
I don't know. I don't remember. It's I, it's been a slow burn, but I think it's season two. There's a big two on it now on Netflix. So anyway, anyways, yeah, that shows good. Have you seen Zumbo's Just Desserts? No, it's I don't watch enough. I don't like if it's not on TV and it's not just rolling. Like I'm, I'm less likely to go and like click on it myself unless it's like Cutthroat Kitchen, but that got taken off Netflix. Oh yeah. my god, I love Cutthroat Kitchen yeah. so much. Uh, Zumbo, that show is bananas. It's yeah. great. Yeah, Zumbo's Just Desserts is also on Netflix and it's excellent. Like I would say, it's probably one of the best of those. Oh, well, Layback Camp is real good. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing I recently started getting engaged with was. Um, Alan Alda's podcast, uh, which is called clear and vivid. And I don't know. I try new podcasts all the time. Like just kind of listen to one or two episodes. And then usually they either hook me or they don't. Most of the time they don't. Um, this one hooked me immediately. And I think it's actually probably one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. So I would heavily recommend it to anyone. It's, it's very different than our podcast in, in the, <laughs> With, I mean, like, so you're saying it's good? Yeah, well, yes, that, but whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let's I, back up. Can I kick okay. Sam from the podcast from the, the call? <laughs> um, self depreciating humor is just the British way of doing it, it is, and Canada, that's why I can, it is, it. but at the same time, I'm here to stand up and say that gaming fix is very good, but it's a different kind of podcast, like, we're kind of more of an entertainment <laughs> podcast, right? Like, is, is some, it like a Radio Lab style produce? Yeah, yeah it, like. Yeah, Radio Lab serial if you want. Like something that you want to sit down and engage with like a good book. Like you want to give it your undivided attention for the half hour, forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with our podcast you could you could step away for ten minutes and come back and join in the conversation. It's fine. But like if you miss stuff of that podcast, you're missing out on like very concentrated stuff yeah. from really intelligent people that are speaking like yeah. and like teaching you things. I still don't hear a difference between that and our podcast. Yeah, you're yeah, probably step away for ten minutes. You yeah. don't hear you miss intelligent intelligent people yeah you miss intelligent people yeah you miss all about nailed it oh my god yes but no that show that podcast is extremely good it's all about uh communication and empathy and they bring in like a lot of different kinds of people like um uh, alan alda has a center for communication that's specific for scientists and being able to communicate science with you know lay people and doctors and such being able for doctors to be able to communicate with people in an effective way. So highly intelligent people being able to communicate in mm-hmm. uh, empathic kind of ways. So that show is very much about empathy, uh, compassion, like that kind of stuff. And then like some, if you're looking to start it, I would recommend maybe the Sarah Silverman episode, which specifically her episode is all about finding common ground with people you don't agree with. So like, like Sarah Silverman, if you're aware of, if you're not aware of her rather, like she's very left-leaning, very, uh, very, uh, very, very famous comedian yeah famous comedian and very jewish and yes. very proud of it and yeah uh feminist and very liberal leaning and she talks about how she went down to a small town in texas to the a firehouse where a hundred percent of the staff voted for trump like she's been very vocal about not being a, a supporter of the current current administration in the united states Uh, But she sat down and like she talked about her experience there and how she was able to find common ground and actually have a civil conversation with the people where at the end they weren't like just looking at each other as objects of being opposite sides of a pole. They're like, oh, no, you actually, you know, you're human. So Mm -hmm. like that was a really good episode. Uh, The Paul Bloom episode is extremely good where he talks about how empathy is a bad thing. And I was like huh, that's interesting. Uh, Let's listen to this. And like by the end, I was like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like what he's saying makes total sense. And um, 
Anne Patchett, famous author. Uh, if you've ever heard, read her books, she's great. She talks about writing fiction and making it so you're creating characters who are people you can relate with. And actually, like they seem like uh, humans. But yeah, he, he has some, there's tons of good episodes. I'm currently on the Tina Fey one, which is really good so far, as you would expect from Tina Fey. But yeah, uh, oh, what's what's her what's her shtick on this improv? She's talking okay. about how improv is a really good way to communicate with someone, especially how uh, like this wasn't from the Tina Fey episode. This was a separate episode, but the same concept uh, where people have gone on and done interviews with other people and like go in with a script and say like, I'm going to cover these points specifically. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. uh, like if they stay on that script, like they don't have the option to actually like learn about the other person because they're yeah. going in with like some kind of uh, yeah plan. And the, the, they also talked about, you know, I went in and wanted to improv and I had a really bad guest who they only wrote down 10 answers and that's all they would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the point of improv being, you're reading each other's faces, listening to each other intently and just kind of having a real conversation. And, yeah. Uh, how, yeah. So Tina Fey talks about how improv is a really strong way to get, get that across, especially for uh, like doctors. Like they don't necessarily need to be hilarious, but if a doctor can start reading someone's face like that and engaging back and forth with someone, like it's a really yeah. strong thing. So yeah, yeah and it's fantastic podcast. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend it easily. Can you say the name one more time for listeners so they can uh, go find that if they'd like? It is called gaming fix. Oh, oh no, it's uh, Alan. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, no, Alan Alda's clear and vivid. So recommend. Very it. good. That, that sounds awesome. Uh, so I've got one more game to talk about, but to either Sam or Allison have anything they wish to talk about? You guys got to oh, rock, paper, scissor it. <laughs> no, she's drinking, Sam. It's now's your time. Uh, I played like uh, five hours of Marvel Strike Force on my phone. Oh. It isn't very good, but like I've played five hours of it. It's like... Um, <laughs> Imagine uh, the combat system from a JRPG, but um, every single character has like extremely varied and different combat moves. Uh, but there's like no overworld and nothing but combat. It's just all combat, like JRPG turn-based combat mm. uh, with Marvel characters, and obviously it's just a huge free-to-play gachapon machine. But it's good. It's not good, but like. Uh, I like it. It's good. It, it was not good. It's, it, it's a good one of those not good gotcha pun games. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like a Marvel Ooh. Future Fight is still <laughs> the best one because that's just Diablo on phones with Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Is it a gotcha game though? Yeah, it's like 100%. Okay. Like, uh, you like roll to get more character shards that you can turn into characters. and. Okay. Um, but Marvel, Marvel uh, Strike Force has the same fun thing that I like about Marvel Future Fight, which is that um, it has like the energy meter, and it's like you have zero out of sixty energy or whatever. But uh, Marvel Future Fight and Marvel Strike Force seem to just let you build up more than the maximum. So, and, like, uh, well, that's through like bonus energy that they gift to you, right? Yeah, they gift you like. Uh, Marvel Strike Force, if you log in every day, you get like a 200 energy per day. And like, 
Future Fight, I have like 75,000 energy or something, and Marvel, like out of 20, out of like 25. And then I have basically the same thing on Strike Force. Um, I'm still working my way through the campaign on that game. And there's like eight campaigns because it's been going for more than like, it's going for a little while. Um, it's made by a Foxnet Games, Los Angeles. Who's who's They're your like, Spider Verse event? Okay. Right who's now? your team? Who's your team? Uh, it's just like all the basic generic people because I haven't got okay. Uh, okay. enough character shards. They haven't thrown have... you a bone. Like, okay, here's a good character. No, they give you Spider Man and Luke Cage up front. Okay, so you get Spider Man, Luke Cage, and Shield Medic. And what? So I have everyone's favorite Marvel character, <laughs> Shield. Yeah, I, I've unlocked Punisher, Crossbones, Elektra, and Shield Operative. Medic. Shield Operative. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Shield Operative. Got it. Yeah. Uh, amusingly, you can't play with uh, Elektra or Crossbones in the campaign because they're villains, but you can play as the Punisher. Antihero. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm quite close to unlocking Doctor Strange. Okay. Is it like a so is it a like set progression? Like, no, you get orbs and yeah. the orbs will have character shards in and you need a certain amount of character shards to um, Okay. Okay. So your the character shards are for specific characters. Yeah. Okay. I can't open I an orb right now. I can, my next free orb is in 46 minutes. Okay, well, we can just we'll 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 stretch. Uh, Allison, you've got forty six minutes. <laughs> uh, I have also ordered a pizza, so I'll need to leave eventually too. Um, so uh, I don't have no, a lot okay. to talk about though, because uh, I uh, played a lot of Smash, which is very still very good. Uh, I've unlocked all the characters, so I'm very excited about that and i've gotten a little bit further in the world of light and my who's your uh, main uh zero suit samus i've got i haven't gotten her yet in world of light but she's my main otherwise i've also been really uh into simon and richter lately they're they're fun to play they're real fun to play they're uh, they're like the first character like simon i think is the first character i got who was like oh yeah okay i'm having fun with this now in world of light yeah, yeah. He, it, it, I feel like he, it, all of his uh, uh, special moves and all of them, all of his moveset just works really well for me. So I, I'm into that to the point where, like, depending on more of the future, I might play more of he's, Simon and Andrew. Or, so he's got a move. Too. I think as a part, it's part of is one of his moves is where if you're running he'll do like a slide kind of and then if you do the move again he'll like do like a leaping kick and it's real easy to jump off the edge and oh there are a lot i I tend to avoid characters that have those like it's real easy to kill yourself in this game like zero suit yeah. samus has like a move that's like her like down and oh, it's just like a dive that. kick like if you just if you're just like a little bit off you're just done oh so it turns it into a flash game <laughs> exactly yeah but uh I- i'm always really impressed by how much uh single player content there is because i've played online a few times but really the bulk of my gameplay has been doing 
World of Light and Classic Mode stuff. And I'm still nowhere near done with either of those. Or like rather, I, I'm trying to finish all of the classic modes with every character mm-hmm. and um, then complete the World of Light. And I'm still have quite a bit to go. So apparently, it's apparently for being a primarily multiplayer game, I do it wrong, but I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, but it, but it is really nice just because uh, like yesterday uh, I was out at, uh, I went to a concert and I was, sitting around waiting and there's just so much that I could do in smash that I don't feel like, man, it's, it's a bummer that I don't have internet access right now. So that's been good. I've also played a little bit, not very much, uh, but just a little bit of graveyard keeper so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's fun so far. It's interesting game. The only thing that, uh, it's making me feel is that, it makes me feel a lot more appreciation for how good Stardew Valley is, which is probably not what they want, but Stardew Valley is so well designed. I feel like, and I feel like there's just a lot of stuff that I wish was a little bit different in graveyard keeper in terms of, uh, like quality of life stuff. But, uh, I'm interested. I have only played a couple of hours, so I'm still kind of figuring it all out, but, um, you got further than my friend did. Cause for her, oh, she, really? yeah. Well, the first time she played it, the first two times she played it, uh, there's like a tutorial bit where you have to go to a crafting table and put stuff on the crafting table, and like they very specifically mm-hmm. give you some stuff to put on there, and they never gave her the stuff. <laughs> so, oh, so like she was actually like it was impossible for her to progress, and it happened twice in a row. She's like, "Is this game just broken?" Then she reset it one more time, and it just worked. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it, there's like a lot of stuff where, I mean, there's an element of this in Sturdy Valley too, but there's a lot of stuff where they just don't really explain it very well. So it's like, so like, for example, you uh, have to, uh, like one of the first tasks you're given is the graveyard you're uh, given is super, uh, needs a lot of repairs. And so it's basically like you need to, uh bring up the level of your graveyard enough so that you can open up the church and restart a lot of it. So, um, so it's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll spend some energy to repair it and I'll, I'll keep doing it. And then I hit a wall where, uh, you have to have specific stone or wood repair kits and to actually get more than what they were, they gave you, you have to like, it's like way further down the crafting tree than I thought it was. And it's like, Oh, here's all this materials that you don't have. And then I, ha- I looked up one of the materials and apparently you don't get it. It's that material until after you finish this, because you get that material from talking to the Bishop who gave you this task. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? So I had to look it up and see, Oh, well it's for like starting off. It's better to actually, remove all of the existing gravestones, build additional ones, and then put them on instead of repairing because the repair kits are just so far, far down the crafting chain. So there's just like a lot of little uh, quality of life stuff where I'm like, this, uh, this could be better. But I, I really do like those kinds of life sim games, uh, and I wish there were more of them. So it's, I, it's already getting me a little bit hooked in it just purely because I'm like, give me more of these games. I've already played too much of Stardew Valley that I need something new. 
So, yeah, so it's, that's, been, that's been an interesting thing to check out so far. And I'll, I'll see I'll see if I run into any like tense bugs or if I uh, have issues progressing. I'll, I'll keep you guys up to date. For sure. All right. Well, now for the, the coup de gras, the final game, I think, on this episode of Gaming Fix, mm-hmm. I played the Resident Evil 2 one-shot 30-minute demo. Yeah, it hold your applause, please. Thank you. Um, I I have talked a lot about Resident Evil Seven. I think Resident Evil Seven is a fantastic game, maybe best in the series. At least you know is it is returned to form at least for them. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two is maybe my like of those classic Resident Evil games is probably my favorite of like the original, like the initial two, the initial three or four if you count Veronica. Um, and they are releasing a remake, like a full-fledged remake later this month. Uh, and this is more of a remake than even the Resident Evil 1 remake, which was on GameCube. So that was like even just shortly after. So, uh, and it, so it's basically the same kind of game. Whereas, uh, I guess, uh, this Resident Evil 2 is still the same kind of game. You're still you know, third per well, it's third person instead of fixed camera angles. No tank controls. No tank controls, thank yeah. God. Um, but uh, it, is, it is a retelling of the Resident Evil 2 story with some minor differences, it seems. Um, I don't like what they did to Leon's face. It's too soft. It's too round. Uh, I feel like I like Leon from like four and like six, I think he's rugged. He's handsome. Now he's just, he's a baby face, and it's too it's too much. Uh, well, now he's ultra rookie cop. Yeah, he, rookie cop Leon S. Kennedy, um, not not bodyguard to the president Wayne S. Kennedy. Um, anyway, so the demo is it's like limited to thirty minutes. You can play it for thirty minutes, and then you're done. There have been some workarounds on Steam, but that's not where i played it i played it on ps4 so uh if you don't you can there isn't like an end to the demo but if you don't reach that in 30 minutes then you're you're done you don't get to the end yes professional yes it does not seem to be any like any benefit to playing the demo or like completing it like the demo for resident evil 7 like opening hour or whatever if you completed it you got like an antique coin or an old coin which you could use to unlock some like upgrades or like weapons in resident evil 7 but that does not seem to be the case with this uh it takes place uh if you are familiar with resident evil 2 it takes place right from the moment you enter the um the police station oh okay so in Resident Evil 2, you meet Claire in town, you get into a car crash, and then you're separated, and then you make your way to the police station to the town. And that's like that's basically the intro to the game is making your way to the police station. Uh, there are some changes to how to like what you do. Um, like instead of going and finding your like the other cop who's been like bitten and is like passed out in like the the like office or whatever you find a computer with like some security footage of a guy who's like, Oh God, help me. I've got the way out. And you have to like make your way off to like another area of the, um, 
of the uh, police station. And then, and like, you're, you know, you're making your way through the dark, you've got your flashlight on, so you can't see anything other than what you point your flashlight at. There's spooky noises. Uh, and then you find this guy and he tries to like crawl under a door and the game gets real graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's crawling under like a metal shutter. And this is like, there was some graphic stuff in resident evil seven. Like you could get, you get your arm cut off and stuff in resident evil seven, but then like it gets like reattached and stuff. But, yeah, this guy gets torn in half like full like 80s uh, sorry allison <laughs> full like 80s movie like b movie like gore levels of like what they're showing mm-hmm. uh i will spare you like any really gruesome details but it's it's a little much uh and like that kind of continues throughout the demo is they're like not shying away from like the body horror which is unfortunate because that stuff is really gross, but also it's a video game. So whatever as mainly as long as they don't show it happening, like I'm usually okay with it, but yeah, anyway, gameplay. Uh, so they've added some new things, uh, that weren't present in resident evil seven. Like, uh, you can, you can board up windows because the enemy placement and like enemies were rather sparse in resident evil seven that does not seem to be like, it'll be the case here. Um, like you're dealing with regular zombies, not weird mold monsters. Uh, and so what you can find is you can find, um, wooden boards and you can put those over windows throughout the uh, police station. And so if you cover up the window, then it's harder or impossible for like the zombies to break in through the windows. And so that'll make certain areas easier. Um, there have been things like this in the previous games where like you can turn on a shutter and then if the shutter is down, if I find the wire to activate the shutters, then the zombies can't get in. But if you don't find the wire, then you can't do that. And so the zombies can get in. It's harder to get through that area. But this one is more like, okay, I have to like go to each specific window that I want to cover. And I've only, you know, I've only got one board. So oh, do I want to cover this window that has glass on it, or should I cover the window at the end that doesn't have any glass on it? I don't know if anything's going to come through there anyway, you know, so that'll be like, so for speed running, there'll be like stress where people are going and finding specific spots to cover up. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's still like you're finding spade keys and heart keys and things like that. Um, to open doors in this nightmare of a police station that is just who designed this shit crazy people like literally they are unwell they've done terrible things they have designed this this police station in a way that makes no sense but it is much bigger than it was in resident evil 2 resident evil 2 i think it was like two stories i think maybe but they're like three to four there's like an attic you're going into interesting so it's it's much uh, more varied i did not fight a liquor but i did see a liquor crawling out on the window outside uh, so, you know, all those classic Resident Evil 2 things that you've come to know and love and expect are going to be in this game. But the thing that really, really nailed it for me, and it's like, yep, I'm, I got to play this game, was uh, at the end, they play like their stinger, like, okay, all the stuff that's coming up. And, you know, if you know Resident Evil 2, you know, like, okay, yep, nope, I see all this stuff. Yep. And there's like Sherry and 
the monster and all that. And at the end, they show um, Hunk, who is like a uh, umbrella team operative and part of like kind of the bonus stuff. And then the last thing they show is tofu. (laughs) That's literally the last thing they show you before they go buy this game. All right. That's pretty good. If you do not know what tofu is, tofu is a sentient block of tofu in a beret and speaks Japanese. Yep. It's that's what you, know, you get very for, odd voice. It, do you have to complete the game twice? Is that how you get tofu? I can't I, remember. It's you might have to complete like the maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. they're like, like it's, you know, it's like a brief shot of tofu walking through a sewer. <laughs> so, but good. like, it, yeah, it's, I was like, and then it gives you the buy this game. And I was like, that's, that's perfect. Whoever's whoever made that knows exactly what they were doing. And, uh, like, I don't even have any like nostalgia for tofu or hunk, but it was just like so perfect. And it like makes me feel like the game is in good hands and the people who are making it really care. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited to play it. Um, and I hope, I assume they're doing something because you can play through it as Claire or Leon. So I have not the demo, but you like the, the full game. So I'm assuming there will be some sort of, uh, like side story or B side story. Oh God. I believe that might be Allison typing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. I was like, what is that noise? Uh, yeah. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they change that stuff going forward. Cause they, like there are new puzzles and stuff, but it's like, it's the same kind of story. Um, but I, I really enjoyed my time with that demo. I wish it was, it didn't have like the time limit on it. So I could like actually explore the area, even if like they said, like you can't get past a certain area. Cause like, as soon as you get, reach a certain point, it cuts it off. Mm. But then if you have time left, you can like go back and like investigate more but I couldn't do that because I, I think it took me like 22 minutes. And also I was like, okay, I'll just, it's, I'll play it when it's out for like the end of the month or whatever. But, but I might not even do that. Cause I think I got to play kingdom hearts first. Um, man, there's only one thing about that remake that bums me out though. Uh, is it Leon's face? No, two things about that. <laughs> um, my quintessential resident evil two experience is picking up the game Mm-hmm. moving and realizing I have no idea how to control it and dying to the first zombie. Yeah. I feel like that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, uh, I did get bit quite a bit at the start because like you're in a dark area and uh, like once the zombies first start appearing, they throw a lot of zombies at you pretty quick. And you're at least in the, uh, in the, uh, the police station yeah. and it's dark and they're like stumbling out of rooms from the side you're in close proximity so like trying to aim quick and shoot them doesn't always work and then like you know uh you want to shoot them like shooting them in different areas of the body this has been a thing in resident evil games for a while now but shooting them in different areas does different things so you shoot them in the head it might stun them a little bit but you shoot them in the leg they'll collapse and then they won't be able to like get you so you can like run past them so you know you have to kind of think about okay what am i going to do to make sure i don't get too messed up here yeah, but uh, I did not cool. die, but I did come close. Yeah, sounds super cool. Uh, yeah, so I am excited for that. And that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I gotta, like I said, my financial situation. Not, oh, uh, 
Okay. Well, with that, <laughs> Allison is not happy. Uh, we will call this episode of Gaming Fix. Uh, we will be back next week to talk more about some video games, hopefully. Maybe some more. Video, maybe more video games. I'm, we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna play some. We'll see. <laughs> All of us are gonna be like, ah, oh, we haven't played any games. Just you know, I was looking through my Steam earlier. I didn't realize I had bought Bayonetta. Two. No Bayonetta. Oh wait, it's two. I've never. I, no, I think it's a Nintendo only game. Yeah, but I've never right. played. Yeah. Bay, I've never played Bayonetta. So I've yeah. played like the demo for Bayonetta. So I, I play Bayonetta two. I like I like Bayonetta two. So I'll play Bayonetta. Uh, maybe I don't know. I've got some other stuff. I like I'm just kind of like throwing stuff at the wall, like because there's nothing to play. So I'm just like, eh, what feels good? I I booted up Steep. <laughs> Why? Because it's free. That is a free game. Oh, okay. yeah. That sounds like a pot game. And like Steam, like or not Steam. Ubisoft has been good about like you know supporting their games, making them good, and like I don't know. There's just it's not bad it's i i don't know it's just not what i'm looking for kind of so yeah i'm gonna play some more beat saber and maybe maybe try and get a little bit further in borderlands 2 vr but yeah it's uh yeah you guys gonna focus on trying to get anything specific done i know you've got a few games on the burner sam yeah, I have every game that everyone loved from last year to play. <laughs> and some games uh, people didn't love. Yakuza and Hitman 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're... Dead. Okay, yeah. That's, you should probably just focus on one of those because at least two of those are story-heavy games. Yeah. I think Red Dead might be my focus in on because I'm quite far into it and I feel like... Mm-hmm. If I play a lot of Yakuza, I might go back to Red Dead and be like, why can't I kick these guys? Yeah. That's, you know, that would have made that game better if I could just like drop kick people. Uh, Allison, yeah. what, are you, what are you looking for? What are you looking to do? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, not sure what I'm going to be playing this week. We'll see. Okay. Alex, you got anything on the slate? I'm going to be busy a lot of this week, but I do want to get a degree. Because I actually set no. it aside uh, for when I would just have like a solid afternoon to play all. Okay, well, yeah. Well, Apparently, that is a two-hour game. So I, it's yeah, it's there's challenges. I beat it, but there's like a big challenge page, and I only got like five challenges, and that's like maybe a quarter of them. And I don't like there's there's collectibles kind of. Uh, I don't know what purpose they serve really. I beat it. Um, so yeah, once you finish that, we can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's neat, but mm, yeah, it's neat. So uh, that will do it all for us. Where can people find you, Alex? On the internet. Okay, Allison. Where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at w r i t e r s e r e n y t y. I'm very bad about J-pop things right now, so that's all you're going to see. <laughs> as as we all should be, uh, Sam. Where can people find you and your award-winning CrossFitness? Uh, you can find me on most social media platforms at SGCH, and you can find my website, sam.church. Sam.church? What? Yep. Oh, okay. I own that URL. Oh, okay. And tax, tax exempt. Uh, and you can find me... <laughs> <laughs> 
start up an LLC. Uh, I don't think uh, we get that tax exemption in the UK. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably good. Um, you can find me online uh, at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, uh, mainly on Twitter. Uh, that's the only place you can find me by that handle, actually. Anyway, uh, that will do it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, if you would. Why is iTunes the only place that can get podcast reviews? There's other places that can get podcast reviews. So if you wherever you listen to a podcast, just review. Review as many places as you can. of choice. You can't. You can't. Like, Google, Google no reviews. It's... It's, Spotify it's doesn't. Uh, podcast does. Okay, well, that's you know, if if you know where to leave podcast reviews that aren't iTunes, leave a review, please. We would appreciate yeah. it. It would mean a lot. And uh, happy new year from me. I don't know if anyone else said it, but uh, you know, I haven't been back in a while, so I only celebrate Chinese New Year. Hey, we're almost okay. There. Yeah, okay. What are we going into? Year of the... I can't remember. I, you know, based on this year, sure. Wasn't uh, 2016 Year of the Pig? Spider-Ham? The Year of the Spider-Ham. Uh, good night, everybody. Wait. <laughs> I meant Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. yeah we're going into the Year of the Earth okay. Pig. Okay. <laughs> I'm very okay. to this. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> this is your Podcast. Bye.